everyone. Welcome back to Kitty Looker. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Today I am filming episode 37. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always confused. I'm like, I think it's 37, but what was the last one? And then I have to go back. I actually go on my YouTube channel and then I can see exactly which episode I'm filming because the one before is the number before. <laughs> uh, sometimes I get on like a sentence tangent and I don't need to finish my sentence, but I have to or like correcting myself. It's not a bad thing, but it's annoying for me to try to get my brain to work fast enough so I can like have a flowing sentence. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you just saw an example of it and that's what I'm talking about. So episode 37 it's new year's eve so i tried to find something glittery gl glittery to wear um which i did it's a little princessy and i was gonna wear a tiara but i thought it's new year's eve not halloween <laughs> as you know i like to dress up here went and wear things that i would never ever wear in real life um but this is a little sugar thrills dress so adorable the little sleeves tie it's got gemstones and i can't zip it up and it's not because it's too tight it's because there's like a strange kink in the zipper that's preventing it from going any farther and if, if i had a second hand to just really pull it tight like straight and then do it up it doesn't look any different so like if i were to tighten it to where it's zipped there you can't really tell Luckily, it's got one of those little hooks for the top. So if you're just listening to this podcast, make sure you go to the video version of my YouTube channel uh, so you don't miss all of the aesthetic glory, such as my dress, my earrings, my chunky layered necklaces, and um, we're just going for it. And then my hair, I was going to do something fancy with this, but then I figured it looks okay just down. I curled it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't just come out of the shower like this, but... All right, and I always start the episode with a concoctail. But today, because it's New Year's Eve and we're spending it together, I bought us a bottle of champagne. It's actually not champagne. It's essentially champagne. It's sparkling wine. Um, I think you can only call it champagne if it's from the Champagne region of France. Uh, same with tequila. You can't really call it tequila unless it comes from tequila, Mexico. Uh, but anyway, this is from Monte Creek. Monte Creek is based out of Kelowna, or sorry, not Kelowna, Kamloops. And last episode, every time I touch the table, there's like that vibration sound. I'm going to try not to do that this time. Um, sorry about that, by the way. This is a winery out of Kamloops. I've been there many times. <laughs> I load up when I'm there. Um, their sparkling wine's amazing. Their sparkling rosé is my favorite to sip in the summertime. There's one that I didn't like, which was the Reserve uh, Pinot Noir. And they were quite expensive, but they were just a little bit, eh. so I wouldn't recommend that one, but the rest of them are really great. And I believe you can order online, but this is a BC winery, if you don't know where Kamloops is, BC, Canada, and uh, it's quite close to me. So I'd like to pop in now and again. Uh, and then I'm also gonna mix it with some cranberry juice. So I'm kind of still, <laughs> I'm staying true to concoctails. I don't think I've ever had champagne with cranberry juice in it. Um, it's actually, what is it? It's, I didn't even realize I was buying diet cranberry. Have you ever done that? <laughs> I just grabbed this because it looked red and like cranberry juice. And, um, but it's only 10 calories per, it's a diet low calorie beverage. Bonus, especially after the holiday season. This holiday season, you guys, I went crazy. And I probably gained 7.5 pounds, but guess where it went? 
my titties. No, I'm just joking. I wish. I wish it just went right to the tops of my butt cheeks and my titties. But that maybe one day <laughs> you could take a pill that will like, you could choose where you want your fat to go. All right. So I want to introduce you to something that I discovered on my holiday trip at an antique shop. <sighs> Some of you may recognize this. Um, majority of you won't. This is a, what's the name? We're not going to remember it. It's, it's a certain type of glass. It's from the 1920s. It's between 1926 and 1932. Um, this is called Foster, Fostana? Fostera glass? I think it's Foster, Fosteria. <laughs> oh my God, I gotta look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Fosteria. Fostoria. Fost Fostoria. That's it. Amber Fostoria glass. So I walked into this antique shop and uh, there was a 47 piece set of this stuff. I love the, the retro vibe this gives off, even though this isn't 70s. Um, this is more art deco 1920s, which I didn't realize at the time. I just loved the collection and it, it came with a bunch of teacups, wine glasses. This is actually a champagne glass. There was a show that I watched recently. What was it again? Love it or listed or something. They were talking about the champagne glasses and they asked, they specifically asked for the short kind, not like the flutes that are so typically used for champagne. But uh, so this is one of the champagne glasses. I've got tumblers like this, eight of these bad boys. Sorry, don't mind my lipstick on there and fingerprints. But oh, this stuff feels so great. And I've got so many pieces and I'm so excited. And I have a funny story. And I'll tell you as I open this. I'm kind of a believer in, how do I say this? Antique objects harboring spirits <laughs> or, or harboring um, sort of energy from the owner's past. So say there was a typically like you'd see a baby doll. There's like a famous like Raggedy Ann dog that, that's supposed to be doll, not dog, doll. <laughs> that's supposed to be super haunted. I don't really take it too seriously, but since I bought this 47 piece set, I've washed every piece. I've touched every piece. They're all perfect. I don't know if these were ever actually used. Um, oh yeah, and by the way, the original price for the 47 piece set was $450, but I paid $300 because I flashed my titties. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, because I, it was on sale. And I think because there was a couple pieces missing, somebody may have. So there's seven wine glasses. There's eight champagne glasses, seven of those tumblers. And of course, the glasses are what break first. So potentially nobody purchased the pieces. They just broke over time. But because these are so mint, I don't know if that was actually ever used. And so potentially somebody came. Did I say potentially seven times? Anyway, somebody might have come in and said, I have this set. I'm missing these three pieces. I'll pay you a hundred bucks for them. Right. And they, they're like, OK, we'll take them. Um, so I'm assuming that's why it was on sale for 300 like $150 off. So I've been doing lots of research. I know none of you are interested. <laughs> Probably maybe one of you. Um, but I just think it's neat to have like little heirloom collections and pieces. And um, what I was saying was oh my God, it's cold. Woo. Um, happy New Year. <laughs> Since I've had this collection in my cupboard this morning, I was hearing some strange tapping that I've never heard before. Definitely almost like a rodent chewing something. Some tapping from the cupboard that they were in. Let me take a sip first. Just for a little pizzazz. And I thought it was somewhere behind the cupboard, underneath the cupboard. And when I went to investigate, of course it stopped and there was nothing else. And then I made a joke. I was like, oh, <laughs> I had somebody over and I was like, the 
glasses are haunted or whatever. I said that there's some sort of uh, attachment to them. But kind of at the same time going, that was really weird. And I'm joking about it. But what if it's true? What if there's some sort of spirit attachment to this 47 piece? I don't even remember the name anymore. Fostoria Amberglass set. And then when I was getting ready, I kind of heard like a child. <laughs> but like, um, it could have been one of my pets outside making some sort of like noise, but it sounded like it came from my kitchen. So I'll keep you updated on that. If weird shit starts happening, what do I do? Because I want to keep this set, haunted or not. Yeah, sorry, because I'm drinking champagne, I'm going to be burping a lot. <laughs> I'll do it ladylike, like a princess, right? Stay true to my outfit. Mmm. It's very lovely with or without cranberry. All right. So my week, Christmas happened and it was actually such a relaxing, nice Christmas. Not a lot of pressure. I stayed with my sister. Um, she just purchased a new home, which is so exciting. So happy for her. It's such a nice place. And so we stayed with her. She has some extra bedrooms and uh, yeah, we just had so much fun and ate way too much food, but I let myself go. <laughs> I was like, F it. Not like to the point where I'm like shoveling things in my mouth just for the taste of like eating all this garbage. It was nice to enjoy a little bit of like somebody bought me gluten-free cookies for Christmas. And I'm telling you, those are the worst things that you could ever eat. <laughs> they're so delicious, but they're like, there's so many things in it to replace the flavor of like an actual butter cookie with wheat flour. And so, so good. So I ate a ton of those and did my fair share of drinking, <laughs> um, making fancy drinks and just lots of fun times, games. I wish I could relive it already, but there's always next year. And uh, so it was, it was definitely nice. And the weather was cold as shit. Minus 37, anyone? <laughs> but Alberta is quite cold compared to BC a lot of times. And then add the wind chill. So it says minus 47 on the temperature gauge, but it's minus 89 if you do the conversion, <laughs> depending on how fast that wind is. And ski hills are open. I have track, cross-country ski track set on my property now. So that is definitely a freaking workout and so much fun. And recently, <laughs> gyms have closed. <laughs> so my plan, it's so funny because I'm like, oh, I've been working out four days a week um, for like three consecutive weeks. And that's what also let me let, let loose a bit over Christmas was knowing that I'm in pretty good shape. But everything I'm putting in my mouth, I'm like, I'll just work it off after Christmas. Like I'm good shape. My metabolism's great. I'm going to be like back at it as soon as I get home and I'm back home. And then now the gyms are closed. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, God damn it. Luckily, I've got a, a Nordic track spin cycle bike, their new one. And uh, it's, it's actually awesome. So between cross-country skiing daily in the mornings, kind of hopping on my bike off and on in the week, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping four days a week, then I'll be able to get back on track. But I'll tell you what, sometimes a little extra fluff feels good. I feel like such a princess with my fancy glass from 1926. Why do I have green on there? What the heck? Let's match the amber. I like that. And so, yeah, we've had definitely a cold spell. There's parts of our country right now that are way colder than here. Uh, the last couple of days has only been minus 25, 26. I'm talking in Celsius here. But parts of the country have been so cold that they have no power. And that's the worst way to lose power, especially when you rely on electric heat. Um, to heat your home, even propane, if you're heating with propane, I think you still need electricity to kind of like run it. Uh, luckily, I've got a wood burning stove. I'm not out of power. <laughs> Knock on wood. 
But still, man, it sucks. It really sucks. So <laughs> it was funny. I was having this conversation the other day because I've done my DNA, my 23andMe. It was interesting for me to find out, you know, like there's a specific word. Anyway, people that have these traits that are some people like cilantro, some people don't. Some people have photosensitivity when they look at the sun and sneeze. Some people don't. Um, some people are more prone to this than that. I didn't do the health one just, just because it was a it was a personal decision to not only because I just fear like the psychosomatic effect of knowing that you're predisposed to certain things and how that changes the way that you live your life. So if I found out that I was more predisposed to strokes or something, I feel like every time I'd be, be doing a set of push-ups, I'd be worried about the amount of like pressure in my brain. And so, I mean, that's probably, that's a really bad example. But if you know that, say, down the line, your genealogy, a lot of people died from this or or developed a certain type of brain tumor or, you know, have a faulty valve. It's good to know in some ways, but at the same time, I'll just deal with it when it comes, right? I, I go for checkups. If I have a suspicion of anything, I kind of get myself checked out. So I'm not just like letting things fly. But that was long-winded. <laughs> what I was trying to get at is, could you imagine getting your DNA done, finding out that your father wasn't actually your dad and your mom? had cheated on him a long time ago and had you and then never told anyone. But now this 23andMe DNA shit comes out and starts exposing all sorts of ladies <laughs> for their foul play. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because I think it can be devastating um, to certain families and I'm sure that it's probably happened. If somebody is really, really trying to convince you to not get your DNA done, like a family member, they might be a little afraid of something. So that's all I'm going to say <laughs> because it shouldn't matter, right? And I mean, the only reason why I think I'd be afraid to do my DNA would be to find out that I'm something completely different than what I thought I was. But it's not really, it's not even possible because I know where my grandparents came from. And I just think that there's a lot of stuff coming about because this 23andMe, I know there's a lot of murderers being found out uh, through DNA. So they had like a slight DNA match to somebody who did 23andMe and they can track whose DNA it was that, anyway, you know what I mean? <laughs> so bad at explaining this stuff uh, uh but you know it's pretty interesting but i thought oh the whole like finding murderers side is one thing but families finding out that their mother had an affair years ago and that they're actually that's not their real dad the dad finds out at the same time we're all around the table and mom's sweating like hmm okay let's move along um yeah let's just yeah don't even open that like let's open that another time everybody's like mom you all right? What's going on? Hmm. So I, um, and this is through OnlyFans, I received a little message from one of my fans. I'm not going to say who it is, but I read this and I was kind of touched by it. I've had this happen to me before where somebody messages me and they're down on their luck. Um, this one particular case, this person had been in a horrific accident, lost his family. <clears throat> this was all apparently, right? I don't know this person, but this was early on when I started out YouTube and Patreon and uh, this person was just down on their luck and I felt so bad for them. Anyway, we were just conversing back and forth and then it kind of started to turn like he wasn't asking for money or anything, but he just got really super needy. But I always felt bad for this guy. I was like, oh, 
you know, in the back of my mind, I kind of always thought he could be making it up, but I never really thought that. <laughs> he kind of started to get more and more pushy and wanting to like a little bit getting kind of, um, what's the word, like possessive. Like I did a live stream and then he was super offended by something that I had said, which was absolutely nothing. And then I was like, oh, weird. So then it turns out then he starts going kind of psycho on me. <laughs> and is like, I trusted you and you this. And then it like just to totally went psycho. And I did nothing wrong. Like I was really trying to help this dude out by just being a companion in some way, right? And then, <laughs> and then at the very end, I like finally had to block him. But of course he knew my email address. And luckily that's all he knew. And um, started saying like, and you believe me all this time, hi, you idiot. Like, and then, it, okay. So then after that point, anytime somebody says something to me, you know, like everybody's got their sad shit, you know, but I get, I get a lot of like, oh, my wife just passed away. And, and then in my, in my mind, I'm like, oh, that's really sad. But at the same time, it's, anybody can say anything, make it up for just for more attention. Right. So that's how I kind of look at most messages. And it's kind of the shitty way to do it because I want to have an open heart and like an open, I don't want to judge people. Like I want to hear their stories and I know not everybody's making it up for attention but so this guy when I started reading this message initially that was my feeling I was like oh, okay this person obviously is like trying to pull at my heartstrings for an extra message or like a free photo or something like that but let me read it to you it's definitely inspiring but starts off excuse me a little dark like I said I'm not gonna say any names but finishing up a tough year of illness leading to the loss of my more than 37 year career leading to the loss of the love of my life leading to almost losing my life leading to abject loneliness leading to rock bottom leading to the now or never leading to the now leading to regaining my health slowly and steadily leading to the emergence of love and encouragement and support and kindness and generosity shown by my amazing family and army of friends leading to gratitude and humility and and acceptance with grace, leading to peace and ease of the pain of the body and of the mind, leading me to the fortune of kings that no amount of money could ever buy, leading me to today, leading me to you. Thank you for listening. Anyway, I read that and I was like, that was freaking beautiful. <laughs> I have a tear in my eye. <laughs> but sometimes you don't really understand the impact you have on certain people. And I know like the whole try on side of me and the whole bikini side of me and the photos, videos, it's all very superficial, right? It's like in my bikini, woo! And then you get certain people that are following you for that. And then you get certain people that see a bit more and they deeper connection to you. And it's important to not forget about there are sometimes you don't know the effect you have on people and there are certain people that walk around and they don't understand how many people they carry with them you know even though you might feel sometimes that you're not having an impact you're wasting your life you're this or that I don't know I think you gotta kind of look look around you and, and yeah there are definitely people that don't have anybody in their lives and don't yeah it's difficult to try to explain <clears throat> I think you understand what I'm trying to say but and some people never truly understand the impact that they have so I'm distracted by the sound of a vehicle outside and I'm praying that it's a package or is it a helicopter oh my ride's here just joking <laughs> um what was I gonna say so also exciting news. And I think I mentioned this before. Actually, I'm sure I mentioned it before, but I am currently, I shouldn't say I am. I have hired an incredible team to create a brand new podcast intro for me. I still don't feel comfortable. <laughs> 
because <laughs> it's so early, um, telling you the company. Um, what I can say is one of my favorite podcasts ever. The artists and creators that created the intro for that podcast is creating an intro for my podcast. And this is not just a your typical intro. Um, I'm talking stylized cartooning and um, I'm going to keep my theme music. I think there are going to be some audio elements. It's going to be just so exciting. After this podcast, um, I have a Zoom meeting with them so I can start to see kind of the first the first little character drawings and things like that. So, so exciting. And uh, I'll try to keep you guys in the loop as much as possible uh, with the process and things like that, because uh, yeah, you're my audience. And if you're watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> well, I think it's time for a segment that I like to call Cat Facts. All right, Cat Facts is a segment where I like to read interesting facts that I found online. Are they true? Are they real? Are they accurate? I don't know. <laughs> Anything you read online can be twisted, skewed. Um, these are pretty uh, notable websites, so they're, I'm not just getting them from some like strange Reddit feed or something, but let's just get right into it. Sandra Bullock was almost Neo in The Matrix. The film's producers had such a hard time finding the right man for the role before they found Keanu Reeves that they almost changed Neo to a female character. Think about how different The Matrix would have been. And think about how crazy this world would have been without Keanu Reeves. I mean, not that he wouldn't have become famous, but was The Matrix like the really big rocket for him? Or was it the one with Sandra Bullock? Whoa, I just had like a strange moment of realization. Weird. The only other movie that I can name with Keanu Reeves is uh, Speed, I think. But that's with Sandra Bullock. I wonder if that's connected in any way. Anyway, I'm glad that it was Keanu Reeves. Uh, the surfer slang hang 10 means having all 10 toes over your board's edge when riding a wave. This is a move that can usually only be done on a heavy longboard. So hang 10 actually has a meaning. I was always like, hang 10, I don't know. <laughs> 10 fingers, I don't know. There is a spacecraft graveyard in the South Pacific Ocean. Known as Point Nemo, it is the furthest place on Earth from land. It is home to over 300 spacecraft and associated space debris, uh, including the MIR space station, the first ever object assembled in planetary orbit by Russian cosmonauts. So they're like, ah, just chuck it in the ocean, but make sure it's the farthest away from land that it could possibly be. <laughs> in the 1990s, half of the world's CDs were made for AOL sign-up discs half of the world CDs. So I'm assuming back then there weren't as many. I mean, duh, that's kind of a stupid thing to say. <laughs> there definitely weren't as many as there are today, but are places even producing CDs anymore? Or is that like gone now? For you youngins out there, this fact is going to blow your mind. You've, you had to use a disc to sign up to an internet provider. The world wasn't always full of all 5Gs just knocking about in the planetary ether. Hell, back then, I think 3G would have been mind-blowing enough, let alone not having to use a disc to sign up to the internet. Remember floppy disks? I use floppy disks. And they had like a specific smell. The computer room in my school always had this sp very specific smell. It's almost like my dad, a long time ago, used to work at Copper Mortgage. <laughs> and 
when I would go see him at work, the copy machine, I'm assuming that's what it was, the copy machines had a very distinct smell. And some of you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and Copper Mortgage smelled like this. So anytime I catch a whiff of like, if I'm in a paper shop or a print shop, it smell brings me right back. How did I get on that? Oh yeah, floppy disks, computer rooms, strange. A female gladiator was called a gladiatrix. Sexy. Gladiatrices, plural term for their their peeps. <laughs> it's like it's like somebody having like a casual conversation like with me when I'm reading this. Gladiatrices, plural term for their peeps. Plural term their peeps. <laughs> anyway, you get it. Were much the same as their male counterparts and would fight each other for the glory of their masters and entertainment of the crowds. However, for some reason, very little history or knowledge of them survived, save for a few accounts written by members of Rome's elite. So gladiatrix. Interesting. In China, ghost marriages are illegal. All right, you had me at ghost marriages. But what exactly is that? Well, it's when recently deceased women and men are matched up and ritually married by their respective families to ensure they aren't lonely in the afterlife. Why would it be made illegal? Is it because they legally like put down on paper that they've been married and then that like messes up the system or something? Because what's the harm? And to be honest, why would you even announce it? Like just get your families together and make it happen? I'm not sure. It must be because they're seeking like legal paperwork. Scientists in California created a machine to harness power from snowfall. The machine worked by using negatively charged silicone to catch positively charged snowflakes, which created a static electric effect that was then harvested. Uh, impressive, yes, but a little fruitless in California, right? Okay, there you go. True. This blew my mind. Before trees existed, Earth was covered with giant white mushrooms. These huge fungi, fungi, were 24 feet tall and three feet wide and covered most of the Earth's surface before trees existed. That's crazy. And I wonder if they were like made of the same shit. I mean, they must have been, but like, did they just pop up and grow in three days? Kind of like mushrooms do today. Uh, snakes can burp fire. So I read this and I was like, all right. Uh, for this to happen, a decomposing animal a snake has eaten has to burst whilst being digested, releasing methane and hydrogen into the snake's stomach. All that's needed for the snake to fire up is a spark. So can you imagine, back in the day, dragons, like where did this mythical creature come from? Was it based on a, an actual animal that potentially a lot of people saw breathe fire because they burped this methane gas and then there was some sort of spark or something that lit it up? I don't know, man. And that concludes Cat Facts. Um, I'm going to finish this and pour some just straight champagne. Old style champagne glass. You can buy them nowadays too. They look a little bit different than this though. This is kind of almost, to me, looks like I want to serve a sundae in it, you know, like ice cream, caramel. You know, my favorite thing from Dairy Queen besides a cotton candy blizzard is a caramel sundae with extra caramel and pecans. That is where it's at. I am on the hunt for a new metal detector. I don't have a budget for this. <laughs> Basically, I pretty much want to get the best metal detector that money can buy. There's lots of really expensive ones. I think there's one I can buy for like $13,000, but it's specifically for gold. It's a type of gold bug where, which makes sense. Like, can you imagine inventing a metal detector and then realizing I could go to all of the old gold mines that I know of 
and find all the freaking shit that they never found. Because you know damn well, things were falling through the sluice. There were probably nuggets this big that bounced out. You know, I, I only know this because I was watching Gold Rush for a long time. <laughs> but this new technology now, meaning you can just detect metals, precious metals underground. That would be a freaking heyday. And I'd like to know. I'm sure, I mean, obviously people are doing it now. They have specific gold finding detectors. I know of some places where gold is found in these creeks. And I know where there's freaking waterfalls, depending on how old they are, right? If they're fairly new, you're not going to find anything, but, and it's freezing cold water too. So you'd have to really suit up, but then detect the the base of these waterfalls where these like nuggets kind of collect. Um, if my machine started going off, ding, 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 I'd lose it. Like that's my dream come true. I have a few dreams and that's one of them is to find a gold nugget, but that's how I want to find it. I don't, I don't want to do the real work to find it. <laughs> I don't want to set up a gold mine and get everything going. No. I want to find it with my detector. I want to reach down and pull it out. <laughs> Is that ever going to happen? You never know. I don't want to limit myself to gold nuggets, though. I want a detector that's going to be kind of all across the board. Now, I haven't seen this, but I've heard that you can get metal detectors that actually show you a little image of the shape of the metal underground. So if it's a pull tab, because those things get me every freaking time, like, you know, like off the top of a can of Coke, the little pull tabs, they for some reason ring very close to silver and I can't tell you how many times I've been really excited to pull something out of the ground because I'm like this is something different this is something different and then you it's a freaking pull tab aluminum is pretty nasty when it comes to certain detect like certain types of aluminum I guess I anyway, know I definitely want to find one of these things and it will be used well it will be worth the investment and to be honest sometimes people pay a lot of money for the detectors and they pay themselves off for the first find so that is my goal whether it be a gold nugget <laughs> a gold ring but it's exciting nonetheless so I think that this is probably not that uncommon but I wanted to share it because I think it's the cutest thing I've ever seen so because it's been so cold so all of my animals are outside animals a dog and two cats and um but my dog Felix has a heated dog house when it's at minus 35 like he's in there quite quite often um and to be honest I let him into the shop <laughs> when is that cold but the cats sleep in the dog house with him and it's really hilarious because he'll poke it so so his dog house is quite large and then it has a flap in the front it's like luxury really <laughs> like I want to crawl in there and so but he'll poke his head out of the flap and then the cats will poke their heads out of the flap and I was like I was trying to get a picture the other day because it just looks so ridiculous but the fact that they're all like nestled in there together sleeping I mean like I said it's it's pretty big so they probably have their corner and he has his corner but they get along so well Felix plays with these cats all day it's funny because I have a younger kitten who's now pretty much bigger than Peach. So Peach is my first cat. Um, she's over a year now. Cheeto is six months old, but he's pretty big now and super fluffy compared to her. And Felix, my dog, will play. But the way that Felix plays with him is he like, you know, dogs will kind of like, like with their front teeth kind of nibble you. He does this to Cheeto and Cheeto will like lay on his back and Felix like is like mouthing him and lifting when, when Cheeto was really little, he would like lift him up in his mouth. <laughs> like oh my god but they just have some sort of special relationship and they just play all day and then I was like well a little worried about Cheeto be getting all wet when it's this cold right because I'm like his fur needs to be fluffy and you don't want to mess with any animal's fur when it's like minus 20 so anyway but they're doing good and 
They got lots of fresh, warm water. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> the water bowl when it gets empty, uh, which isn't very often, but the cats will kind of sit in there like a little heat pad. It's funny. All right, if you were stranded on a desert island, what are the five items that you would bring with you. And these five items have to be like, imagine you have like a little satchel and you could put five things in it. You can't be like, I want a refrigerator full of food. You know, I want a helicopter and then <laughs> it's gotta be kind of like survivor where you could bring a survival item or two. I think it was only one when I was watching it like so long ago. Survivor even still exist, that show. So yeah, eliminating like ridiculous things because you can pretty much outsmart the system and like five things. I want an apartment, a car. <laughs> okay, so for me, to be honest, I wrote this down, but I didn't think about it. <laughs> the first thing that I would want to grab, and maybe this doesn't count either, but like a multi-tool, like a Swiss multi-tool, because you can fit that in a satchel like a little, like a, cause I've got a pretty crazy extensive one that's like 15 pounds almost. And then it's got like all the bells and whistles. So that I would bring antibiotics and you can get them in like a tube. <laughs> I've had it before. <laughs> Between matches and a lighter, I feel like matches, like a big box of matches because the lighters can be unreliable. You know what I mean? What would be better? Matches, like a big box of matches or a lighter? I say matches, but is that a dumb answer? I don't know. <laughs> so most stuff I could make, like I could make a toothbrush. I could make, there's probably something super obvious that I should say right now that I'm not saying now that you guys will say it in the comments. <laughs> So multi-tool, antibiotics, matches, a really reliable watch. So I could keep track of time. Because I surely would nap at least two times in one day and wake up and not know if it's night or if it's morning or night. Then my vibrator. <laughs> Just kidding, okay? Yeah, batteries would, would die. Fish hooks. Not because I can make spears, but fish hooks would be mighty tough. And I could easily catch fish if I had hooks. So one thing to try to make your own nets and well, net would be kind of good too. Maybe, what would I exchange? No, that's it, fish hooks. And then from there I could make nets, I could, I could come up with shit. You know what, to be honest, fishing line would be super handy. Like a big roll of it, like this thick. Anyway, what would your five things be? <laughs> antibiotics maybe i would exchange antibiotics for fishing line <laughs> i mean if you have the ocean there the thing of the salt water is you could have like a major injury and then just every day actually you know what the fishing hooks and the line would save you if you got cut you know what i mean you could stitch yourself up and then the ocean would kind of sanitize your shit in most cases i think so yeah let's replace antibiotics with a great big ball of fishing line and i would make sure to save every piece that i could because that ball if i had to be on there for 20 years you know I'm gonna make it last. All right, if you threw a dinner party and you invited all your friends and your family, all the people you wanted there, and you could invite three celebrities to this dinner party. And I mean, I don't know what it is, but I kind of have this fantasy of having somebody famous show up to one of my events. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm so shallow and it reflects so well on me. You know, I just think it would be so cool. And of course, I'd love to be a guest at a dinner party where like some crazy celebrity showed up. But if you could invite three celebrities to your dinner party that you threw, who would they be? So I think, and once again, I didn't come up with a plan beforehand. Um, so this is going to be like an off the cuff answer. Elon Musk. I don't think he would be at the life of the party by any means. 
I just recently watched a podcast with him and his pauses are so long. I feel like my internet cut out. So I look at my phone and I go, oh, he's just pondering. So like someone will ask him a question. He'll sit there for a very uncomfortable length of time before giving an answer. I think maybe because he's on like the top, one of the top three wealthiest people on the on the planet, but he's still kind of like relatable in a weird way. And of course, and I shouldn't say of course, you maybe don't know this, but I'm a big fan of Grimes. Semi-X. Uh, they had a baby together recently, but Grimes just released a few new songs and... I'm obsessed, but she, yeah, she kind of like eased me onto the idea of him being a bit more of a human being, you know? Okay, so Elon Musk, I would say Bobby Lee. <laughs> if you don't know who Bobby Lee is, we're not friends anymore. No, he is one of the hosts of the Bad Friends podcast and also Tiger Belly. Uh, but I just think he is so naturally funny that he would be, he'd definitely whip his little dink out. I don't know if it's a little, but I know we showed it to a lot of people. I think it's actually a decent size, but, uh, so Elon Musk, Bobby Lee. Oh, and Dwayne, the rock Johnson. I just think that he's a really nice guy in real life and would be kind of like a great dude to approach and have a conversation with. I used to be super attracted to him, but then I don't know, man. The big muscles and it just is too much. It's like the Hollywood roided up massive dude. Not really up my alley. I kind of, to be honest, growing up and being in high school with girls that were boy crazy, having posters on their walls of like freaking Justin Bieber and NSYNC, Backstreet Boys. Never did I ever find any of those guys attractive. You know who I was attracted to back in high school? Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery, majorly attracted to Bruce Willis. David Duchovny, of course. Mulder from the X-Files. But older guys, like I was never attracted to like the heart, the teenage heartthrobs that my girlfriends were. So even though, like I said, I think The Rock, I used to watch him back when he was in like WWF. <laughs> and he had like the whole eyebrow raise thing. And yeah, he just kind of was. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, I am kind of still attracted to him a bit because I think he's a nice guy. and I think it, like a really good person in real life. But so, okay, though, that's my answer. Elon Musk, Bobby Lee. <laughs> <laughs> those two together like that's it couldn't be more opposite um and Dwayne the Rock Johnson but it would be a toss-up between Dwayne and Andrew Santino because Santino and Bobby Lee they're kind of like a team it's like Batman and Robin kind of and um anyway Santino is the second host of the Bad Friends podcast as well as Whiskey Gender that I do I watch all of them um and one day I'll be at a party and they will be there. I'm putting it on my vision board right now. My mental vision board. Does that work? Mental vision boards? I think that people would be like, no, you got to write it down. Put it out there. All right. Now it's time for a segment that I like to call Kitty Twisters. <music> Kitty Twisters is a segment. I don't know, like something about saying a segment numerous times is annoying. I like to tell jokes that I find funny. I found them online. Where else? Today at the bank, an old lady asked me to help check her balance. So I pushed her and she fell right over. <laughs> Don't ever push an old lady or an old man. <laughs> this is so sick. My friend's bakery burned down yesterday. Now his business is toast. <laughs> the other day, my wife asked me to pass her a lipstick, but I accidentally passed her a glue stick. She still isn't talking to me. I've told this joke before, but it's funny. I couldn't figure out why the baseball kept getting larger and larger, and then it hit me. 
get it? <laughs> this is actually a funny joke. If you're a golfer, you should try this. Why did the golfer bring two pairs of pants? In case you got a hole in one. <laughs> um, it'd be funny to bring like an, a spare pair of pants to a golf game. And just with that joke out, I think it would get a lot of laughs. <clears throat> I don't want to brag, but I finished the puzzle in under a week. And it said two to four years in the box. <laughs> should be real proud. <laughs> this is sick too. Uh, I know a lot of jokes about unemployed people, but none of them work. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry for slapping the table. I'm trying to consciously not. <laughs> okay. My dog is a genius. I asked him what is two minus two. He said nothing. <laughs> That's actually funny because if you were to, <laughs> you could actually pull that joke off in real life too. Hey, Rover, what's two minus two? And dog's like, genius, you're right, it's nothing. <laughs> my wife told me that I had to stop acting like a flamingo. So I had to put my foot down. <laughs> I'm so good at sleeping. I can do it with my eyes closed. <laughs> this is so stupid. Why did the old man fall into the well? Because he couldn't see that well. <laughs> I actually think that's really funny. Sorry, I'm going to stop slapping the table. <clears throat> what did one plate whisper to the other plate? Dinner's on me. <laughs> when will the little snake arrive? I don't know, but he won't be long. <laughs> well, hot damn. That concludes Twitty, tw Twitty Twisters. Kitty Twisters. <laughs> it's funny because I based Kitty Twisters on Titty Twisters because it just sounds funny. Now you know the backstory. That's where my thinking comes from. Kitty liquor. I mean, you can put two and two together. All right, everyone. That concludes this episode of Kitty Liquor, episode 37. And I hope that you enjoyed it. I would love it if you subscribed to my channel so you don't miss any of my future podcasts or any of my future content, bikini try-ons, mini dress try-ons, you name it. I got it going on. And if you are listening to this podcast, either on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Audible, Google, then there is a video version of this on YouTube. So check it out. And just so you know, I really appreciate all of your views. I knew that I would continue this podcast for a while, but I'm like super happy with the support that I have from you. And it really does mean a lot. So thank you all. I have an OnlyFans for five bucks a month and a Patreon. Uh, in the video version of this, you can go to my Linktree link down below in the description box, and then you can easily see all my links kind of in one place. Um, so you can check out my extra content and my 25 days of lingerie is actually over now. I can't believe it. It was such a whirlwind and so much work. <laughs> but um, I guess my next high tier will be micro bikinis or maybe S&M. I don't know yet. So it is the last day of 2021. Next year, 2022, will be the best year ever. I am hoping that that is definitely true. I am optimistic truly. And I want to wish all of you an incredible new year. Uh, and of course, I will be a big part of that with you 
if you subscribe <laughs> to my channel um, and just stay safe, stay lovely, be kind, be open-hearted, and I will see you all next year. Bye!